Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 227. I'm Ed Hawkins, and this is the ultimate betting guide to the SAT20, supposedly the second best franchise league in the world, according to A.B. de Villiers, almost as if he'd been paid to say that, Sam Collins. Guaranteed non-partisan opinion right here, Hawkins, for this very, very special show. Um, It is a cracker. It's not Christmas anymore, but it's still a cracker. Here's Paul uh, Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfair, who would bet against his own mother, I'm reliably informed. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. All I can say about that is Amy de Villiers doesn't bet on the CPL, does he? Clearly, if he thinks that. We need to start listening to the show, Paul. Uh, you were joined tonight, as always, by Richard Mann of SportingLife.com, who wakes with nightmares about emotional hedges. They do indeed. Plenty of nightmares at the moment. Evening, Sam. Evening, Richard. Uh, tell them what's on the show, Hawkins. Yeah, every team analysed for the SAT20. We're including batting and bowling rankings, plus the top batters and bowlers to follow on the tops market, some to give a swerve to as well. And we'll have the pick of the angles for some of the venues as well. A few ground guys coming up. Okay, not bad. Not bad, Hawkins. We're also going to ask Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann to name their winner and top four. And I have a hope that we might have these three pseudo-wise men agreeing for once. Uh, let's start with an outright. I give you the best prices from either Betfair Exchange or Sportsbook. Uh, Joe Berg, Super Kings, our favourite, 7-2 with either Exchange or Sportsbook. Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, are 4-1 to one on the Exchange. Still can't get my head around that one. Pearl Royals are four to one on either. Pretoria Capitals nine to two on either. Holders Sunrisers Eastern Cape are nine to two with Betfair Sportsbook, and Durban Super Giants are five to one with Betfair Sportsbook. I'm going to come to you first, Hawkins. Please tell us how does this tournament work, and perhaps even a bit of a lowdown. Yeah, so it's a bit of a change from last season. It was a straight four semi-final job last season, so they've switched to the IPL style. Playoffs with qualifiers and eliminators. So finishing in the top two is absolutely crucial. Sunrisers are your holders. They won it as rags last time out. That there's minimal ILT20 churn this time. I think you remember from last time we were having a bit of an issue with players going back and forth. I can only see Nick Paran at the moment um, causing an issue there. There's a bit of India versus Afghanistan for the latter anyway, and Durban Giants affected by that series, but. Um, this is a bit of a blessing. No churn, really, with this series. Uh, we've got ball rankings per team. So that's um, economy rates from last season. And we like to use these rankings to try and work out where sides needed to improve in terms of players they've brought in. Just to make a point, that there's 0.7 uh, runs on the swing from top to bottom on those rankings. So it's, I think this is a really tight tournament and we'll get the views of Paul and Rich in a second. But very, very early potential strategy because this is a tight tournament. We could be seeing odds against as a fair do strategy from the off, just going with uh, the team, which is the biggest price in these first few weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, thank you, Hawkins. Richard Mann, a tight tournament, Hawkins says. Better than the Big Bash in that regard, perhaps. Uh, any strategies from you? Oh, blasphemy, Sam. The, the Bash has been very kind to us. 
to us this winter. But no, I, th- I think it is a better tournament. I think the, the problem with the bash and even the blast a little bit actually nowadays, um, the disparity between the best teams and the worst teams. But I don't think you'll get that here. Um, as Ed said, you're probably going to get six really strong sides who can all beat each other on the day. It's got to be better than f- for the viewer. I'm sure Paul will agree as someone who trades got to be better to trade as well. So win-win, but the biggest win has got to be no squad churn. Um, a bit of a bit of a down on it last year, but really exciting that we're going to get full squads for the duration this time. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, you've picked out a few bet angles for some of the venues. Yeah, so um, Golden Rule in South Africa, as all ever, but really very much so in South Africa, is to check the overheads before playing runs because you know you get a lot of games of overhead conditions and big big disparities. But the bigger lesson I think we got last year is that this was a classic example of how the runs are coming in much higher than historically. Um, you know, I think unless you've got very bad conditions for the um, batsmen, 160 is a given virtually everywhere. Um, so let's just take, like, so the top two grounds for me for runs are Centurion and Durban. Centurion, five of the last six, seven of the last nine first innings, with 200 plus. So that should be odds on, but you don't see that very often. So I doubt it will be. That'll probably be a bit of value. Um, Durban, three of the last eight with 200 plus. Very good. Seven of the last eight, 160 plus. These two also have the highest sixes return. So they're probably the best for late runs too. Um, Wanderers also, um, seven of the last 13 with 180 plus. So that should be odds on. Um, the, the one ground that's low is Pal. Only one of the last six grounds are 160 plus. Um, should add that these stats come from SAT 20 matches and internationals over the last five years. I've ignored the previous South African T20 tournament. Okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, thank you very much. We will ask Paul Krishnamurti, Amritchard Man, to name the top four and winner at the end of the show, but in the interest of education and helping you to make sure you bet wisely. Here is Edward Hawkins with some crucial betting data. Yeah, we love playing the top batsmen on the individual innings. So from last season, who are your top five kind of top of the pops style moment for you on cricket only better? We've gone through the data and we've given a qualification of eight innings only. Uh, and these are your best rated in reverse order. We've actually given you top six because Adam Rossington and Phil Salt for SEC and uh, Pretoria Capital Tools respectively 30%. Duol Brevis returning 40% of the time for Mumbai Engines Cape Town last season. Uh, loose deploy, even money record last season for him, for Joe Berg. Super Kings, we're really keeping our fingers crossed. We're going to get some tremendous prices on him and we, um, I'm sure we'll be betting in most games uh, until he wins for us. Joss Butler, very, very interesting uh, for Paul Royals. Is he knackered? We'll get a view from Richard in that in a bit, 54.5%. Pipping in for top spot, though, is Heinrich Klaas. No surprise there, the best white ball batter in the world uh, for my money, For my money, returning 55.6% of the time. Uh, your first four in the uh, list there will almost certainly give you value on uh, how they're priced up. And maybe Brev is actually not, see, not so much, but the first three, certainly. Okay, let's get the teams on. Thanks, Hawkins. We start in reverse betting order. So Durban Super Giants are up 5-1 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Hawkins, what do they look like? 
Uh, give you a possible 11 for you in a sec, but very interesting that Paul, of course, mentioned that uh, Durban ground being great for batting. We mentioned this last season when we did this show. We were really worried about Durban's bowling on what was a flat track. They just hadn't covered their bases, and we said so. Uh, well, their bowling economy rank last season was bottom of the pile. They finished fifth. Their batting run rate ranking was second, so that goes entirely in hand with what Paul was saying. Your possible 11 for you, this is the best team they could put out. Britska, De Kopp, Peran, Klaassen, Raja, Paxa, Mulder, De Pretorius, Maharaj, Topley, Subrayan and Naveen. We've got a bit of churn here with Peran. He's your ILT20 potential absentee halfway through. Uh, Naveen also uh, has got an, a no objection certificate issue with Afghanistan and also he's been picked in that squad to play India, which starts on Thursday, I believe. Uh, and the same goes for Noor Amis. You've already got churn here and you've got a bowling lineup which has not covered bases again for that flat Durban, Durban track, if you ask me. Durban, much okay. better way to say it. Okay, Richard Mann, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, just looking at 2023, they finished fifth, and I could I could see them finishing in the same position, really. Um, look, the batting's really exciting. They cock those shorter ones in the big bash, that'd be a slight concern. Um, obviously, a powerhouse middle order. They've obviously banked on Reese Topley, and he's obviously a very good bowler. But if you're looking at the outright market, there'd be no guarantee that he would make it through the tournament, given his recent injury record. If he went down, and then you lose Perwin as well, um, suddenly that looks really flimsy definitely not for me OK uh, Paul Krishnamurti Puran Klassen Rajapaksa does that do it for you? Well you always want Klassen on sides completely agree with Ed best bowler best batsman in the world at the moment in this format and I'm a big poor fan, but we're going to lose him as for Rajapaksa no not at all he was pretty poor last year in this format um, however, I'm not totally negative on Durban. I think they'll improve. I think they're a better side than fifth suggests. Um, JJ Smuts is a very good pickup. Uh, Naveen, although we're going to lose him for a lot of it, he's a good pickup. And I think, as Ed's already said, they're probably going to be expensive with a ball, good with a bat. I think they can make the playoffs. And for that reason, five to one is not the worst bit in the world. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, any standout angles, Richard? Yeah, I, I mean, something I probably should have mentioned at, at the top, we've talked a lot before about trying to get hold of a franchise team and follow it like a football fan and, and second-guess what's coming in terms of the odds. And I think Kimo Paul in the squad here, he can really bat. And if you thought he was going to get in maybe third or fourth game when, when they're making some changes, definitely be, be, take big prices about him. Look, he's got class and to beat. But if you can get some 20 to 1, 25 to 1 about him um, and you back him for a few games, he might well come off. Um, so that'd be my way in, really. Just try and try and second guess what's coming. And we've got some decent bench strengths. People who can hit and Kimo Paul is definitely one. Okay, um, Paul, any standouts for you? Well, we've already rediscussed really it about Kings. What I was going to say, which is Kingsmead being really good for runs and good for late overs. And when you've got Heinrich Klassen, that's absolutely perfect. So I would just add, Bill, uh, just on what Rich said about what the, we, you know, second guessing the lineup, getting Carl Mayers. Is Carl Mayers going to open here? Maybe open for look now last year in IPL, he might be a bit of value. Um, and I see Matthew Breitzka is another positive. He only played six games last year. He's now in the international setup, so maybe he could surprise. He'll, I assume he'll open too. 
I should just add, actually, before we move on to the next one, Sam, but I forgot to say that Dewal Pretorius, 37.5% return last season for top bowler in an individual innings. We'll be uh, giving these out for bats and ball uh, each team. So if I don't, someone pull me up on it. Clarsen, of course, is your, is your batter. Uh, what is it? 56% for him. Okay, okay. We move on to Pretoria Capitals, 9-2 with Betfair Sportsbook and Edward Hawkins's tip over on betting.betfair. Hawkins, why? Well, because they're really good. They were runners-up last season. They were the best team in the uh, regular league season. Batting run rate ranking is number one. Bowling ranking that equal. Third top bat percentage of follower is Phil Salt, 30%. A top bowler percentage is Amrik Norki at 27%. There's a big asterisk by that, though, and we're just putting that in there uh, for form's sake in case Norki does return to fitness. But we don't expect him to do, and that basically explains why these guys are 9-2. However, I'm not worried about that because they've brought in Darren Dupervillon. Apologies for all the um, pronunciations I'm getting wrong on this show, but there you go. Uh, Dipper Villain basically has exactly the same strike rate and economy rate uh, record as Norkia in T20s. I'm not too worried about that. And I'm also saying because uh, Jackson Salt should be with them for the entire tournament um, this time round, uh, Jack's uh, departed, then uh, they can go all the way. So Jack Salt, Rosso, De Bruyne, Varenne, who's a big pickup in that middle order, uh, that strengthens them. They need that strength. Now, Nishan Panel. Bosch, Victorious, Rashid, and Dupervillain. Also, watch out for Steve Stolk, the tremendously named Steve Stolk, under 19 hitter, could really do something potentially uh, for this team. Okay. Um, is Edward Hawkins wrong or are the bookmakers wrong? Paul Krishnamurti. Well, whether or not they actually win the title, they win the title, um, Eddie's absolutely right about the odds, and I can't have. No, that price, I think the price is totally, totally wrong. Um, you know, we say every time, we can't reiterate the importance of forming these events, pedigree of franchise. They won the group stage easily, a long way clear of the third. So with the new format of advice to the top two, you have to think they're going to have a very, very good chance again. Um, and they ticked really all the boxes. You know, they, the runs were very well. Yes, Jacks and Salt were superb, but um, the runs were shared out throughout the team. They got solid mid lord De Bruyne's excellent, for example. Um, Varane's a brilliant pickup on that front. Um, they've got the wickets were shared out again. Like that, the one negative is losing Amrik Norkia. But to be fair, you know, um, Nisham took wickets, Rashid took wickets, Ethan Bosch took wickets. So I don't see any reason why they'd be that much weaker. And I, I think they have to contend and really, I think it'll get a lot shorter than 9 2 at some point in the tournament. Okay. Do you like him, Richard, man? Yeah. I, I, losing Nokia is massive. I, I don't think we can underestimate that. And it, it will probably stop me backing them to win the thing, but they've got to go really close. And I think the changing will really help these as well. The changing format, sorry, um, 
with it getting two bites to the cherry for the final because I think that top order is just going to win them so many games. I can't believe they won't finish top two. Um, just to put it into context, Jax last year, he played seven games, 270 runs, and he, he was striking at 201. Phenomenal effort from, from Jax. In those seven games, um, two man of the matches and then two more if you follow quick info, the M- MPV award, which is basically a statistical analysis. They generally mirror each other. Your man of the match usually wins that as well but two separate occasions he got man of the match and two other occasions he obviously went very close that's how big an impact he had from what I've seen I think he's probably a better cricketer now so I think he can take them really deep Will Jacks yeah three and seven on the top bats for him he didn't make our top five because the qualification was, was eight games so um if it was seven games he'd have been in there yeah lots lots going for him okay okay betting nugget please Paul once again, runs galore. I've already been through the numbers at Centurion, 200, like below par there. It's a really great ground for bat, for batting. Um, they bat very deep. And of course, their bowling will be a little bit weaker this year because of Nokia. So don't be afraid to back both teams to score on that ground and certainly look at 200, 210, 220 plus. Okay, Richard Mann. Yeah, well, I've mentioned Jack's price dependent. And you look at the big bash, Glenn Maxwell's been going off man of the match near a five to one. I wouldn't want that about Jack's, but if you can get any double figures early in the tournament, if people have forgotten, I'd be backing him in the man of the match market. And he bowls as well. So he's a, he's an all, all round cricketer. Other interesting one without Nokia, Jimmy Neesham, he tends to bowl at the death. 14 wickets last year, the strike rate of 13, which was better than Adil Rashid, who was brilliant, by the way, last year. Um, better than Wayne Parnell as well. There's only Nokia of the frontline bowlers had a better strike rate than him. And I just don't think Neesham will be priced up as a frontline bowler. The other thing to consider as well, with the way Betfair have changed how they set up bowler markets, it goes on economy. Now, if Neesham just bowls a couple of overs at the end and say gets... I don't know, two for 18 and someone's bowled in the middle and got two for 30, you collect on Nisham. So that's another thing to consider, but I think Nisham's strike rate puts him right in the mix if, if we can get some big prices. Okay. Thank you very much, fellas. Next up, Sunrise's Eastern Cape, the holders, 9-2 to two, with Betfair Sportsbook. Hawkins, please. Yeah, winners, as you said. Uh, third and second, respectively, on the rankings for batting and bowling. Top bat, Percentage high returns, Rossington 30%. And with the ball, it's do the Bartman, it's Otneil Bartman at 29%. I should say that all these top bowler uh, stats are including the new Betfair rule about um, economy rate being crucial in separating uh, dead heat. So uh, these are all accomplishments in that regard. Possible 11 for you, Rossington, David Milan, Herman. Markram returning 27%, by the way, top bat. So we need better than 11 to 4 this time round. Stubbs, Abel, Janssen, zero returns in 11 with the ball, by the way, last time. And then it's Craig Overton or Dawson, suspect it will be the latter. Cass, Magala, Bartman. Uh, no role of Fandom over this season. He's in ILT20. Was their top, he was the top wicket taker. Uh, last season, so he is a bit of a miss for him. But um, uh, Dawson is a really good pickup. Mary suggests that uh, England's losses, Sunrise's gain. Okay, thank you very much, Hawkins. A crazy, bonkers price alert, Richard Mann. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they'd be closer to three to one. I just I don't see the problem with them at all. Um, 
won it last year. The players have lost, they've replaced them really well. Look, Markham's just just having in the form of his life, brilliant captain. I, I really rate him as a captain, brilliant batsman. They've picked up Milan, who, who's got a fantastic T20 international record. But these pitches should really suit David Milan. I mean, he grew up in this country. This is where he learned his trade. I think he's an excellent signing for this team. Um, I like the signings they've made with the ball. Ed's mentioned Dawson. Craig Overton, he helped power Somerset to blast glory last summer. He was fantastic in the blast, real competitor. His brother's doing well out in the big bash. Got Pace, Sue Bride and Cass. Magala's a good bowler. Um, it just looks, look, loads going from the other thing I'd say. They won it last year. Tristan Stubbs is a big player for them. He was pretty poor, actually, with the bat last year. Don't think that'll be the case this time around. I mean, he just, he just played in the test team. If he has a good year, there's just so much going for them. Okay, your view, Paul? This might be the one we disagree about, actually. I, I think they look a bit unbalanced. Um, they've lost Van der Merwe. That's, you know, statistically a huge loss in last year. Also lost JJ Smuts, who contributed a lot with both bat and ball. And when you look at Magala and Bartman, they're very expensive. So I'm wondering if the bowling will match what is undoubtedly an excellent batting lineup. I will rule them out, but they wouldn't be my pick. And of course, I would also note that yes, they won it, but different format this year, and they were 13 points behind Soria. Okay, Paul, uh, sorry, Richard, rather, betting nugget? Yeah, just interesting if Milan's going to open and probably play this anchor role with with Rossington going bang. Um, I've been trying to see what sort of prices we can get, get Milan top batsman for them, um, particularly early on, because I, I think his role will be to play the anchor and I think following him might prove profitable, especially, as Ed said, if, if the prices are too skinny about Ed and Markram. Okay, Paul? Yeah, again, um, slight disagreement. Ed's mentioned Rossington's stats. I mean, I'm second-guessing what the odds will be here, but I'm wondering, with Milan and Markram in the team, are we going to get a bit of value? Are we going to get maybe a bit of 4-1 to one about Rossington? He was really good in this last year. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we are halfway through. Our South Africa T20 guide. Do remember that every single game is covered on betting.betfair by none other than our friend Edward Hawkins, the glamorous Edward Hawkins. Speaking of which, um, crucial top bowler data incoming, Hawkins. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you a sort of top seven here, but with caveats. Um, so these are your best returns. Again, I reiterate, this takes into account um, wins when there's a dead heat. So the cheapest bowler wins now on uh, dead heats. That's the new ruling. So we've we've updated our stats. So Evan Jones, Paul Rolls, 22.2%. Gerald Kutzer for Joburg Super Kings at the same rate. Uh, Markram is going to be valued for Sunrisers, 27.2% returns last time. Uh, and then Sharing top sport, it's Rabada and Devold Pretorius for Mumbai Indians, Cape Town and uh, Durban, respectively, 37.5%. Uh, the other two were Norkia at 27.2%, uh, but we don't think he's going to be uh, fit to the start of the season. Um, and also uh, Fortune, I haven't got that pronouncement right, uh, I'm sure, but a 30% returns last time for Paul Royals. However, he did have to remodel his action, so I'm really cautious about suggesting him as a bet. But those are your stats. Lovely stuff. Um, thank you, Hawkins. We continue 
with the Pal Royals, who are four to one with Betfair Exchange or Sportsbook. What do they look like? Fourth last season, uh, fourth and equal third, respectively, on the rankings for bat and ball. Top bat percentage guy is Butler, of course, as we mentioned earlier, that 55%. And then we just talked about Fortune, uh, 30% with top bowler, but we've got uh, concerns about his bowling action. Possible 11 for you. Uh, Butler, Roy, Lube, Villas, Miller, Van Buren, Felicoeo, Jones, and then Fabian Allen or Fortune, if they think uh, the latter's going to stand up to scrutiny, and Shamsi and Nagidi. Decent domestic bowling, uh, but a little bit worried about their uh, batting. And we've got um, Jason Roy circled in red in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Paul Krishnamurti, domestic bowling, a strength. Question marks about the batting. 100%. Um, Jason Roy is a massive negative, and you can't, you, I don't feel that they look very Butler, Josh Butler reliant, and you can't rely on Josh Butler at the moment, whatever actually happens. Um, you've also got, as I mentioned, the uh, question mark over Bjorn Fortain. I, I think this is the weakest side in it. And to be honest, I know the betting's really close here, but again, I just don't see it that way. I, I think there's quite a big, there will be quite a big golf, as you see in other tournaments. And to me, this lot should be eight, nine to one for the title, not four to one. Okay, Richard Mann is Butler to be trusted in individual innings and to lead this team to glory. Uh, I won't be as negative as Paul, but we're going to disagree a little bit. I do think they've got they've got they've got enough going for them, and that's a really strong attack, and particularly for conditions that they know as well. Um, Philo Wakeo in there as well, canny cricketer. Um, but like the guys have said, the the batting would really concern. Roy averaged fourteen last year. I know we've said he was poor, but fourteen. I think he's a shot every time. Um, I, I just think he's he's completely gone. Um, Butler looked good in the West Indies for England. I, I, he did. Um, now whether that's just a false on We'll have to see. Uh, but I think there's enough quality there, particularly with the ball, to suggest they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll win it, but I'm not as down as Paul. Okay. Um, nuggets, Paul? Well, um, obviously, given what I said, if you can get them to finish bottom, that might be a bet. Um, I'd also just add that this their ground is very much the unders ground. We've already said the batting's questionable and that their bowling's really strong. So I would definitely look to back unders in their games. Richard. If, if we're taking a little bit of a view, I think betting the middle order could be the way forward here. Guys like Philo Akeo um, at big prices might pay throughout the season. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, fellas. Moving on to the top two in the betting. Remember the winner and the top four named at the end of the show. Let's go to Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, four to one on the exchange. Hawkins. Finished last last season, uh, and that is borne out by rankings with the bat of fifth and with the ball on economy fifth as well. Top bat percentage uh, guy was Brevis with 40% returns, and then Rabada with the ball 37.5%. Uh, possible 11 for you. Bear in mind that Rashid Khan has been ruled out of this tournament now, and Kieran Pollard is taking over instead. That could potentially be good news. Well, I know that sounds bonkers, but uh, their problem last season was churn and and they didn't know what their best 11 was. But basically, they've got too many good players. Um, their batting order was a mess. They were changing every week. No player knew what his role was, but 
if they're consistent, they could line up like this and they might get the best out of them. Brevis, Rickleton, Rassi van der Dussen, Rolofsen, Liam Livingston, Pollard, Sam Curran, George Lind, Archer, Rabada and Buren Hendricks, or they could pick Ollie Stone potentially instead of Archer. Dwayne Janssen could play instead of Buren Hendricks. Um, so they've got some options there. Okay, unstoppable, surely, Richard, now. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a lot cooler on them than that. Um, I think they made the playoffs, but I, I, I'd have some concerns. The batting was quite reliant on Marman van der Dussen last year, actually. I'm not sure it's that much stronger um, this time around, if if at all. I mean, Liam, Liam Livingston's coming for Tim David, but after the year he's had, I'm not sure that's a massive upgrade. Um, bowling strong, how much we're going to see of Archer, that remains to be seen. There's plenty of doubts, particularly in the batting. Um, I don't think they'll win it. Okay, Paul, right or wrong, Price? Wrong, wrong, completely with Rich and all of that. Um, they were tailed off bottom last year. Don't really see why they'd improve particularly. And yes, there are some great players in there, but it's also some weak links. Uh, Rich mentioned Livingston had a good year. Sam Cameron's not had a good year. Um, I've, I'm a massive Kyron Pollard sceptic these days. And even Rassi, you know, this isn't his best format. He's much better over 50 overs, I think. Uh, so, and without Rashi Khan, I really can't see any reason to back him. Do we think match by match these will still be over bet? Is this the team that the sort of the RCB of the IPL? Well, this is the question. I mean, I don't really want to second guess these odds too much, but yeah, I you would think so, wouldn't you? Because it's reputation and this does happen. This lot will be odds on the first four games at least, I reckon. Yeah, not for me. Okay. Any any angles, wangles, Richard? Yes. Look, I know it's sort of torn him to pieces over the last few weeks. I would be interested, given I don't think it's a particularly strong batting lineup. And England in the hundred in the blast. Sam Cohen was batting in the top four. Now in a, in the IPL, he's not good enough to do that. But I do wonder if at some point he might do that here. And actually, they say to him, just go out and play like a proper batsman and, and try and bat some time and get yourself in. It's all price dependent. But if you see some sixteen to one, twenty to one shot, at some point you think he's going to go up the order. Try and be live to that. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> Um, well, already really said it. Um, again, I could back him to finish bottom uh, for us, like as with Paul, and as we just discussed, I would be looking to oppose them at odds on in matches. Just on the top markets, maybe one there who might be a bit of value is George Lind. Could see him going off at 20s, maybe. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much. That moves us on swiftly and sedately to your South Africa T20 favourites who are the Joburg Super Kings 7-2 on the exchange and with Sportsburg Sportsbook Sportsburg um, Hawkins do your worst please second last season this lot batting run rate rank was 6 top of the bowling economy rank we'll get to that in a bit though uh, this is a big one for us with deploy on your top bats uh, even money record I'm really excited about betting him at big odds. Fingers crossed for that one. No top bowler percentage uh, guy to follow because uh, eight games was the qualification. No one's just winning enough. So uh, we haven't got a num- name or number for you on that one. A possible 11, Faf Plessis, Hendricks, Reza Hendricks, of course, Moeen, Armand Deploy, Donovan Ferreira, who's got a big tick by his name for top bats at big prices, won very early on in last season's tournament for. 
a big winner on betting.betfair. So uh, we're going to be betting him as well. Uh, Vitsa or Diane Gallian, an all rounder who they rate quite highly. Uh, one of those two in there, Mario Shepard. Jared Kutsir has got a asterisk by his name. We're not sure about his fitness. Fangiso Berger, Nandre Berger, and Lizard Williams. The bowling economy ranking, we don't expect it to be as high because there's no Thik Shana this season. He was really important for them. Okay. Uh, Paul, you're super keen on the Super Kings in the IPL. Are you the same in this? I am. I think they're the team to beat. They are the team to beat. Um, the second last year, not by much. Moeen's a good pickup. But I think the bigger thing for me is that they've got so much good domestic talent and their players who are on the up. You know, Kurt Sia, Nondre Berger, Donovan Ferreira, all rising stars for South Africa. Um, I think their middle order, their all-rounds are just superb. Romario Shepard's a great finisher as well. Visa's a great finisher. Just don't see how they don't contend. To me, they're very much favourites. Okay, Richard. Uh, not as strong as Paul, but I do think they're a good sign. A uh, good side. Good, a good side. Uh, plenty of experience, but it's a bowling that excites me. Berger looks a, a real prospect, doesn't he? I'm a fan of um, Williams as well. We sir, he come if he comes in and plays, he's got to be in that starting eleven. We know what a terrific all rounder he is. Just loads of loads of good things to say about them. It's just whether they're quite good enough. And I worry a little bit about Diplacy and Moeen. Have we seen the best of them? Um, but as Paul says, there's some some young talent as well in there. Where Madsen, actually talking of experience, um, done really well domestically in the 100 and in the blast. Um, don't underestimate him if he gets in the starting 11. Okay, best angles, trades and nuggets, please, Paul. And then Richard. I was going to say Kurt CF top tournament bowler, but Ed's mentioned a slight asterisk over his fitness, so we'll leave that. Other than that, Donovan Ferreira, man of the match, that's got to be a, a bet to follow every match. Okay. Richard? Yeah, just probably the all-rounders, actually. Man of the match is maybe top uh, top one score as well. Weiss is just brilliant for catching up, and I, I do like South Africa for that angle a little bit as well, so we'll be keeping an eye on some big prices in the middle. Okay. Thank you very much, fellas. That wraps up the team guide for the SAT20. But who wins it? No best bets this week. Instead, our panel have the unenviable task of naming the top four and ultimately the winner. Question is, do we have consensus across the board? Edward Hawkins, pick the capitals. Richard Mann, you first. Uh, Sunrisers will will win it. Okay. And Paul Krishnamurti. Oh, we're not doing top four. Uh, uh, I've got Joe Berg to win it. Capital second, Durban third, Sunrisers fourth. Okay. Which sorry, do you, sorry. Uh, yeah, Sunrisers to win it and Pretoria to finish runners up. And with Ed there, I think we'll go really deep. Joe Berg, Super Kings to finish third and Par Royals sneak into number four. And Hawkins, your top four, bring us up to speed. Oh, gosh. Uh, didn't expect this. Uh, Pretoria. Uh, Sunrisers, Joe Berg, Durban. Okay. Lovely stuff. No consensus. That's exactly how we like it. <laughs> I a, thought we really have, I thought we were going to have consensus. I was convinced. I can confirm we do not. We do not have consensus. We've got as far from consensus as we could. Someone, I'm surprised someone didn't put Donald Trump in there. Right. <laughs> a tick. For the SAT20, don't forget, please, to check betting.betfair for all your cricket betting needs, 
including the Big Bash and extra double special post-Christmas double helpings of Edward Hawkins every single day. Uh, we have every game previewed there. And we, uh, the Cobb, that is me, Sam Collins, Edward Hawkins, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti are, are back again next week with Cricket Only Better number 228. Can you believe it? In the meantime, have a lovely week and we will see you next time.